football season, football time in Tennessee, really. It wouldn't be Tennessee football season without another heartbreaking loss for the record books in Knoxville, Tennessee. So what is going on, everyone? Welcome to the Rocky Top Times, where we talk about all things Tennessee Falls. My name is Sean. My name is Chase. Chase, another heartbreaker. You were there, and you got to witness the game live in action. Uh, I wish you could get your money back after that display. So, oh, man, just obviously we know what they're going to be, but let's just go ahead and talk about this, address our listeners. What are your opening thoughts on the game? Yeah, just a true disappointer where, um, you know, I feel like it could have went either way. We had a lot of things that didn't go our way, and then we also self-inflicted a ton of ton of dumb penalties, a lot of dumb plays, and um, just overall it's just a lot of things that, that can be corrected, which I think is a positive thing. You know, a lot of the penalties that set us back pretty far are things that, you know, we can control ourselves. Um, turnovers, like fumbles and things like that, we can we can hopefully correct. Um, and, I mean, just a few other things that we'll get into later in the episode that it just sound. I mean, we just got to – we don't have enough talent on the team to um, to self-inflict so many different things to ourselves um, and still be able to come out on top. So um, got to have all those. And, of course, a lot of the injuries and things like that obviously didn't help. And, uh, you know, we lost a few guys during the game as well, which definitely didn't help. So, um, yeah, it's going to be uh, – hopefully we can get them healthy coming up this, uh, this next week whenever we have a uh, – um, should be an, an easier game in Tennessee Tech. Man, I just I'm I'm frustrated. I'm not gonna lie. I, I watched the game twice just to kind of rewatch it, and we've waited. You know, we didn't want to record Saturday night. You know, I, a lot of I say me and Chase, but really me. I was pretty <laughs> emotional and upset with everything. I wasn't saying fire hypo by any means, but. I wasn't happy, man. Uh, I will go into all of these, but just my opening thoughts was just it was unacceptable. I mean, we had so many penalties, over 100 yards total. Our offensive line played like absolute garbage. And most of them, you know, anytime we had any positive momentum, something happened with the offensive line, and we had to bring it back. And I think we all know what I'm talking about, but whenever Joe Milton had that 54-yard breakout, we we were we had to end up, ended up kicking like a forty yard field goal. I mean, yeah. just stupid penalties, and you you can't. We're not good enough to do that. Like yeah. just like you said, we, we can't self inflict one hundred percent. You can't. You know, we don't have the talent. All of our good players are gone. <laughs> uh, it's a bit of a stretch, but you guys know what I mean. Like we can't overcome that at all. I know we had a lot of people injured in that game. I know Joe, Joe Milton. I want this guy to be so good, so bad. Uh, and if he if he hits, you know, just a couple of those throws, I mean, you're looking at like a 28-7 game. You know, this this ball game is over. And I, I yep. know Hyatt dropped the ball like right in the numbers. I know he overthrew. I, I think Walker Merrill was one of them. Cedric Tillman, he didn't even overthrew him. He was just wide open. I mean, there was you know, nobody within 20 yards of him. Wide open. You know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of when Jarrett Garantano, when we played against Florida at the Swamp, yeah. and Jarrett Garantano overthrew Donwood Anderson. I yeah. mean, that wide open. open, just complete bus coverage. And you just, you, you don't need to, not every throw has to be an absolute bomb. 
And I don't know if this dude is taking steroids. I don't know if he's trying to <laughs> just impress everybody, but impress us with touchdowns, man. He He's just overthrowing. Yeah. And there's a difference between overthrowing and just hitting a dude wide open. I mean, he, he was... He didn't even have to lead him on with that throw. He could have just thrown no. it to him, and he could have turned and ran it. So, I, yeah. I, I don't get it. I, you know, after week one, we talked about it. Joe Joe Milton needs to hit those deep throws, and then he's fine, in my opinion. Like, don't hold on to the ball so long and hit those deep throws, and we would have come out with a W. But mm-hmm. I don't know if they didn't work on it this off week uh, during practice. I, I really don't know. It's just it's frustrating. So. Oh, I, I don't know, man. I'm getting emotional talking about it again. But, yeah, yeah, if he just hits some of those deep throws, if our offensive line just is more composed. And we we also, yes, you can complain about the refs. The refs were not good, honestly, for either side. They gave us a mm-hmm. good pass interference call, which didn't look like it. So, yeah. But, but I mean, like, they, they're, I know the Hinton Hooker spot was bad, but honestly, this game should have been over in the fourth in the first quarter. I mean, it, it should have been over in the first quarter. And I actually like the fact that Heupel took those chances to throw it deep and try and put them away early, especially after that block punt, you know, you score early. And I, I actually like that mindset of just trying to score a couple, get up a couple of scores really quick mm-hmm. and get the crowd into it. But if you're not hitting those deep throws, you know, there, there's literally no yeah. point. Yeah, the yeah quarterback offensive line play, I mean, we can just get into that first, really. What was the biggest – disappointment between the two um i mean offensive line they accounted for eight of the 13 penalties that we had um you know we had tons of blocking calls we had you know Cade mays a stupid personal foul where he just went and essentially just tackled somebody after the play into the pile it was just stupid um i mean there's stuff like that just can't happen especially you know at the time when we just came off that big run from milton um it was it ended up being like fourth and goal from the 35 yard line so um, like you said, we kicked a 49-yard field goal on fourth and goal. So that's just the stuff that can't happen. You know, if we get down, you know, in the red zone, obviously we need to score touchdowns. We at least need to kick field goals. Luckily, you know, our kicker made that field goal. But, um, you know, offensive linemen can't be jumping off sides, especially when getting to, you know, third and short and, and things like that. We just, you know, we our offense just needs to be able to get, you know, quick and easy um, just passes to where we can get first downs. Uh, just kind of keep the clock going, keep our uh, offense in uh, good momentum and in good rhythm. Um, but for that to happen, I, th- I think, you know, Milton on, on Saturday, he he ended up did – he got hurt um, on that sack. Or what, yeah, it was a sack – was it a sack? Yeah, it was. It was, a was. Sack f- it was like a sack, yeah, it was a sack fumble. fumble. The dude yeah. just – he stripped it, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, things like that can't happen. Obviously, the offensive line didn't play that great, um, like we've been saying. But, um, yeah, Milton's overall performance, honestly, I'm just not – I mean, I think he has – obviously, he probably has the strongest arm in all of college football, probably all of all of football in America. <laughs> um, but, I mean, if you can't do anything with it, I don't – I don't know what we're I don't know what we're gonna do going forward. Do you do you play somebody that that can make all those throws and just hope he makes a good throw every once in a while, or do you or do you play a guy like Hendon Hooker that can that can make some of those throws, not you know the seventy yard bombs, but um, you know he can make the forty yard throws and hopefully put them in the right spot or hit them more often. Um, 
So, you know, how do you balance that? Do you go with one guy that you think that's going to maybe control the offense a little better in Hooker? Or do you take the, you know, Joe Milton, um, let's make big plays kind of guy? So that's kind of where I'm at right now is I, I just don't know which one we want to go to right now. Um, but, I mean, Joe Milton, I, I mean, I, I, I'm torn between who I, who I would want going forward. Um, and if Milton's healthy going into this Tennessee Tech game, I think they're both going to play to kind of duel it out. Uh, I mean, I'm, if I'm going to be 100% honest against Tennessee Tech, I think all three quarterbacks need to play. Yeah. I mean, my God, Tennessee yeah. Tech. Should, so surely if he's healthy, everybody, you know, gets the chance to take snaps and throw it a little bit. Yeah. I think – I don't know if the coaching staff – you know, I don't know if they agree with this or this is kind of their mindset, but I definitely think Joe Milton has the most upside and most potential to be elite. But at the same time, you got to hit some of these throws. And I'll be honest, the receivers were helping him out some. You know, Hyatt's missed three balls by him in the past two games yeah. that would have helped him out a lot. And, you know, quarterback is a lot of mental. If you if your receiver is on the same page with you, you kind of get some momentum going. You guys trust mm-hmm. each other. His best throw, Milton's best throw, I, I'll give him two good throws. His best throw uh, was that long ball to Hyatt, which he should have caught. I mean, that was a beautiful ball. Uh, literally mm-hmm. the only deep throw that we've seen that was, you know, legit. Yeah. And then the other ball that he threw out to the tight end on a third down, I don't know if you remember, but he kind of scrambled to the right, to the far side, and he threw a bullet. He threw a bullet to the tight end, and he caught it for a third for a first down. Yeah. and that that's huge. And I don't know, man. I, I do think Hendon Hooker, when he went in, I thought the play calling was extremely conservative at first. I was actually pretty upset because, you know, I, I was like, why is this guy in here? Because he's they're not giving him a chance to throw. He he didn't look comfortable. I don't know if the players didn't you know, vibe with him very well when he first got in. I, I don't really know. And I just felt like as the game went on, they were opening up the playbook a little bit more. Maybe they were trying to get desperate to get creative and get a win. But I thought the play calling was definitely much more conservative. And the offensive line, if you take away – let's just pretend in a perfect – not let's just pretend on Saturday that they had zero penalties. Cool. You guys still rush – your running backs still rush for what, like, not even 40 yards. I mean, 30, 32 yards or 33, 32 yards. Yeah. Against Pitt. That's embarrassing. I don't know what the heck we're going to do in conference play when we have SEC defensive tackles and linebackers. But I mean, it, it take away the penalties. They were doing awful with run blocks. And, you know, he, he got, and, you know, Milton got hurt from them. You know, they didn't pick up a, you know, delayed blitz or anything like that. So they, I don't know what's going on with the offensive line that last game. But, and, you know, that might be a tribute to Cooper Mays. Maybe Cooper is kind of the heart and soul of that offensive line. Yeah. Because they looked awful. They, they looked lost. Even as even K, you know, was struggling. And there were like a couple holding calls. I'm, I'm telling you, every time we were <laughs> any positive drive, any good play, there was like a holding call or, you know, unnecessary yeah. roughness. And I just it, – it's frustrating, man. It really is. So, yeah, the – yeah, we also gave up five sacks, which is just way too many. I think we have nine tackles for loss uh, against us as well. So um, things like that just can't happen, especially the sacks. I mean, we just can't give up that much and, you know, essentially just lose a, a play. Um, we also had three turnovers on offense, which just 
you know, can't happen. You know, an interception at the end of the very end of the game, and then two fumbles. You know, one coming right out of the half when we get the ball back to, you know, kind of hopefully get some momentum started for the second half, and then we fumble. You know, like one or two plays in, so mm-hmm. um, things like that just can't happen. And then, you know, our defense, we weren't able to um, create any turnovers on on defense. We haven't, you know, the first two games, which was something that Hypel was kind of harping on. Um, coming into the years, we're we're really pushing our defense to get more turnovers and um, things like that. But you know, so far we're I think we lost how many fumbles did we we lost two last game? I think mm-hmm. we had two turnovers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So right now we're down you know five zero in the turnover battle on the year, which is um, essentially unacceptable. I mean, it's just it's just not going to work. Yeah, especially against these teams that really are nothing special, you know. And Tennessee's not that great. You know, we're, I would say yeah, we're, we can't afford to lose. We exactly. can't afford to give the ball, give them drives. Uh, just exactly, to, you know, against our defense. Yeah, the ball is going to have to bounce our way. We got to protect the football. We got to protect our quarterback. I mean, that that I mean, Joe Milton is like six five, two forty, and he got hurt. So that means that dude absolutely was untouched <laughs> and just blasted him. <laughs> yeah. So. But, yeah, we can't afford to do that. We have so many games that are, you know, we have a slight chance of winning. But, like you said, if we if our defense doesn't create any turnovers while we're giving their defense turnovers, there's no way. No yeah. way. And, on, honestly, so we lost 41-34. to 34. We had three turnovers. We had a lot of players hurt. 13, we had 13 penalties. 13 penalties for over for like 135 yards. It's a miracle the score is that close, to be honest. Yeah. And it's a miracle that if we would have hit those deep balls. I know, being a Tennessee fan, I say if a lot. But if, <laughs> honestly, if we would have just pretend if we would have hit two or three of those deep balls, there's no way Pitt comes out of that on the road. Absolutely no, no way. And I will say one positive thing about this. I, I know Pitt put up 41 points. I know that. But our defense was put in a lot of terrible situations. You know, they held them to a couple field goals, like on back-to-back drives, you know, in our own territory. Own territory. So I thought that was huge. But mm-hmm. our our, de- our defense, you know, that it could the score could have been a lot worse. And they came out with a ton of energy in that first quarter. They were, I, I mean, there was a lot of hype about the quarterback for Pitt. Pickett, Kenny Pickett is that his name? Mm-hmm. And he, he played he was, well. He played very well, but that first quarter he was struggling because our defense yeah. was doing awesome. And the craziest thing, man, we are just a terrible second quarter team. They scored <laughs> 27 points in the second quarter. Yeah. 27 points. That That's just unacceptable. Pitt. We're talking about freaking Pitt. This isn't Georgia. This isn't Alabama. This is Pitt. So I know they're decent this year, but I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I – I mean, we just had so many untimely penalties and, and things like that to where, uh, like we were saying, we just we just can't afford doing that with the with the team and the team and the depth that we have right now. Like, if you would have told me coming into this game that we would have had essentially a special teams touchdown with the block punt, you know, in the very first possession, so yeah. it's essentially a special teams punt or a special teams touchdown. If mm-hmm. you'd have told me we would have had that. And then we would have we would keep Pitt under 100 yards rushing. I would have told you that we would have won this game by at least 14 points. Anybody Easily. would have, anybody yeah. would have taken that and, bet. Yep. But then whenever you compile that with you know we only had 32 yards from our running backs. I know you know Milton and Hooker had some more rushing yards themselves, but you know our rushing our 
our uh, true running backs only averaged for, you know, about two yards per carry, a little less. Um, we had 13 penalties, of course, and then we had three turnovers, gave up five sacks. We got a lot of players injured. And you add all that up, you know, we – I mean, I guess one positive you can say out of all of that, we lost by seven points, um, <laughs> which is insane to me because, you know, last year we were killing we – would, we would have absolutely killed to have 34 points, you know, after mm-hmm. the second game of the year. And now we're sitting here like, you know, we had all of these things go so wrong – um, everything went against us in this game from, you know, the penalties from, uh, you, know, you know, we've talked about it this whole episode. but um, And then we only lose by seven points whenever, you know, Pitt played a su- super clean game. I mean, their, their quarterback didn't do anything wrong. They had zero turnovers. They had some penalties, not a lot. But, um, I mean, they have a really good defense. They showed that they had a really good defense. Our offense played like garbage. Um, we couldn't block their front four. They didn't really have to rush that often, and when they did, they got in the backfield and they, they had sacks. So um, Now, if you would have said all of that going into it, I would have said we would have lost by, you know, 21 points. But, you know, right. we lost by seven. So it's 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 so – I don't know. We're, I think we're just so used to our offense never scoring. And, um, <laughs> you know, at this point, we would have lost 41 to, you know, 13 last year. So yeah, does it make they, it any better, honestly – no, not really, but it's kind of encouraging to be – if we can have some good quarterback play, if we can, you know, reduce – you know, we're not going to go into every game not having any penalties. We're going to throw an interception. We're going to have a fumble. Um, but can our defense create those turnovers? Can we kind of clean up on all these other things? You know, the score is going to turn around to us having 41 and maybe them 34, maybe 28, whatever. Our running backs look absolutely lost. I don't know yeah. what was going on the small – um, I, I know Evans is out, but man, like J- Jabari Small, he it, there were a couple times where he could have hit a lane, but yeah. he kind of just cut back and run right into the line. And I, everybody, that was what everybody talked about before the game. You know, Pitt's defensive line—they're really big, they're really strong, they're really physical. It's going to be hard to run against them. And I, if you would have told me we were only going to rush for thirty-two yards, even without Evans, I would have called you a liar. You know, yeah, with just our running backs. I'm not counting Joe Milton's run, and Hendon Hooker had a good run there late too. But if we're just talking about running backs rushing for 32 yards, there's no way I would have believed you. But I don't know. And Jalen Wright, he just – I think he had one good run, and it was well, like – listen to this. He had, he had 11 carries total. He had 15 yards, but his longest run was 14 yards. So he had 10 carries for one yard. Oh, my God. So – Which is – he insane. just looks. He just doesn't look comfortable. I, I don't know if he's nervous out there. I'm sure he had a great practice, a great a great spring, but he mm-hmm. just he just looked extremely nervous. And this is against Pitt. I mean, what's he gonna do when he's on the road? You know, at the swamp. What's he gonna do when he's going up against what Jordan Allen, whatever that guy's name is from Georgia, that big defensive lineman? <laughs> Every it's Jordan gonna Davis. Absol- yeah, Jordan Davis. He's gonna absolutely swallow Jalen right? and it's yeah. just gonna be. Like, what are you going to do when you go up against Georgia's defense? When you go up, you know, when Henry T is coming at you from Bama and just wanting to smack you in the mouth. I just I mean, don't get you just, it, man. I don't he, know. He just, he, I, I don't, and I, they went with Wright on, like, a, a critical, you know, when we need a first down, when it's like, you know, well, we need Jabari to get one Small guard. got hurt at the yeah, end. Or in Jabari the, Small right, right at the halftime. At this point, I would rather have a quarterback draw than a, Give it to Wright right now. If yeah. it's like third and one, 
Like, like, don't give it to Wright. Like, he's our small. He's like our smallest <laughs> running back. Hell, get D Beckwith out there. He. Oh, I mean, no. You can't tell me D Beckwith looks worse than Jalen Wright. I mean, at least that dude's yeah. physical and can at least gain one yard, mm-hmm. at least. So, what do you think of? Uh, <laughs> what do you think of our running backs, man? You kind of obviously you're on the same page and everything. Yeah, just same as you. I mean, I didn't think Jabari Small looked that great going into the game, or not not going into the game, but during the first half. Um, I thought they all looked kind of tentative, but I mean. You know, like we were saying, the offensive line just didn't really hold up very well. They were in the backfield a lot of the game, so um, so that's kind of difficult. And I know we we only ran like 66 plays compared to, you know, the 88 or whatever we ran last week. So, um, mm. yeah, it was uh, not a good day for the, for the running backs. No, they have to step it up. And, you know, I, I blame the offensive line a little bit. I don't think they were doing the best job creating lanes, but – Man, like it, it just seems like none of our running backs can break a first contact. Like none of them. Yeah. Like, like do you remember when John Kelly was there, and he was just slamming people's helmets on the ground, mm-hmm. like first contact. I mean, where is that? Like, get get yeah. that fire going. So, uh, I don't know, man. I just. Uh, do, so, do we have any update? Let's go back to injuries. So, Cooper Mays, he like rolled his ankle or something, right? Did did they give us any update on him or anything like that? Well, going into the week, I thought that they were that he was actually going to play, but then um, you had texted me right before the game because I didn't see, I didn't see the injury report while I was there. Since of course there's no Wi-Fi in the stadium, God, they need <laughs> to fix that, dude. So yeah. bad. Um, but anyways, yeah, Cooper Mays. I would assume that he will be back this week. I could see them possibly holding him out since it is Tennessee Tech, just to get him ready for Florida the following week. But I mean, he needs game reps. He doesn't really. He didn't start but a couple games last year and then just the one this year so far. Um, So that's really all we know about Cooper. But it sounded like he was making progress going into the week. I guess he just wasn't 100%. I know Byron Young is still pending from the NCAA and golly. They'll they'll probably grant him eligibility like second to last game or something. Yeah. (laughs) Something dumb. Um, I don't know. I think Joe Milton had – was it a leg injury or like his, his knee or something like that? I'm not. Yeah, from what I could tell, but I know he was back on the sideline to, in the second half, and he was kind of you know running up to players and giving them high fives and stuff like that. So I feel like he could be ready. I mean, this game, I, I mean Tennessee Tech, like I was just saying about Cooper. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they held a lot of these guy out guys out um, just to um, let them rest. Um, but yeah, Milton, Milton needs reps, honestly. Yeah, and I know Jabari Small. He, I think he banged up his shoulder. shoulder. You know, it's funny cause, because you were at the game, and I was watching it at the house. I actually had to give you the injury update. It's yeah. funny because you were there, but like the announcers, you know, they get the scoop on everything on the sideline. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's so, so weird being at the games. Like you, you can't really tell um, yeah. all the different things that actually happened within the game, and like all these penalties I had to text Sean. Be like, was that actually a penalty defensive pass interference? Because you never get to see the replays really. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, all the injuries, I was like, I, I you know, I could never tell yeah. if they were on the sidelines or anything. Especially that block in the back that they had to call back on Theo Jackson on Banks. Um, yeah. And whenever he ran that, that back, you're, you're like, was it legit? You're like, was it legit? I was like, unfortunately, yes. Was it like, was dang. very legit. I know. Because <laughs> Banks picked up the flag and threw it back at the ref. <laughs> no, he did not. Yeah, oh, he my did. Gosh. He tossed it back to him after he threw it. No, he was close. Like if he he was, I think he was really trying to stretch his helmet, like to get to like at least his side. 
Yeah. Uh, but it was it was a block in the back, unfortunately. And it would have been the first guy to tackle Theo Jackson. What did too, they but... end up calling on Pitt? Oh, gosh. Because it was – because they, they the penalties offset. Um, because I, I, I didn't feel like that they had – because they kicked – I mean, it was a field goal, and they kicked it, and we we were essentially receiving it. So, I mean, there was nothing that – Pitt couldn't have really – I thought that they said it was like holding or a block in the back or something like that, but there's no way that that could have been the case because they were the essentially the defensive team. Yeah. So, I don't know what the penalty would have been to offset it because there was no way – I mean, obviously, they probably didn't hold going into the field goal, but, I, I mean, I don't know. That rarely ever gets called. Yeah, I'm not sure. I honestly can't again remember. Real quick, whenever Dude, honestly, like, tomorrow. I was seeing red the entire time after yeah. uh, after a lot of plays. So, um, <laughs> we know Teon Evans is still out. We don't know what the word is on that. I'd say he'll be back next week. Like, he might, yeah, and – uh, uh, rumors are going around that it might be COVID, but n- no one really knows, honestly, except yeah. for the coaching staff. So, and uh, Jalen Hyde got banged up a little bit. Um, I-, I hope he gets better. I hope he recovers. But man, he's got to step it up. He- he's yeah. been dropping a lot more balls than catches. So, yeah, Antonio or what's his, or Jimmy Callaway's coming for a spot. I can tell you that. <laughs> he Vila, was viewless look good too. Honestly, he, honestly, Callaway looked like our best receiver last week. Yeah, he that does. dude is light. He's going to start from here on out. I guarantee it. He's like, yeah. Him, him Velas, and Javante Payton should start. Payton, Payton ran some really good routes. Yeah. Uh, I know he didn't do anything special, but I was watching him and he was blocking good and he was running really good routes. I, I love that guy. But he didn't have a single I, I, catch last week. This week. I know. I, I really want Hyatt to have a breakout year. I think everybody does. You know, everybody's rooting for Hyatt and yeah. he, he's like a fan favorite and everything, but man, he's just he's struggling so far. So. Hopefully he gets it turned around and uh, catches them when it counts. So, but um, I know both of our quarterbacks had a turnover. Uh, that we had that Joe Milton like sack strip, and then uh, dude, honestly, the ugliest turnover was that Hendon Hooker fumble. That that yeah. thing was that was very bad. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's like basic football to secure the football up high, especially if you're a mobile quarterback. And Mm -hmm. it was like the first guy coming after him and he just reached out and just fumbled and it it was just an ugly turnover. So, and, um, the interception happened. I think the fumble on him was the worst looking one though, for sure. Yeah. I don't blame Joe Milton because he got lit up. I mean, that, (laughs) that dude came at full speed at him. So, yeah, I mean, like we were saying, I mean, those turnovers, we just have to stop them. There's just no way we can continue to win these games that are essentially toss-up games like this one and, and still expect to come out on top. Yeah, and again, I like – there were some things that I did like in our defense. Uh, Jeremy Banks, I thought, had a pretty good game. I loved his energy. Um, he had – he was reading things really good. I was very impressed with how he was reading plays. And, yeah. and, and again, Theo Jackson – Showed again why he's a special player. He was Tyler Barron did too, dude. Oh man, I love me some Tyler Barron. He had an awesome sack and he had a really good tackle for loss. He's he's just so legit. I was I remember he got I think he got cramped up or something, but he was on the ground for a little bit and I was just he just fell over. Yeah, I know. But I you know my heart almost had a little heart attack. I was like, no, not Tyler Barron. Yeah, they told him to fall over. 
He is so physical. I, I love that sack that he had, and he's just uh, he loves Tennessee. He's quick. That's what he gets off the edge fast. He does, man. But I, I love his energy. I want him to keep playing like he's playing. And the um, Theo Jackson, uh, he was all over the field again today yep. or today on game day. He um, I was really glad that they didn't call that penalty on him for uh, unnecessary roughness, where he pretty much like body slammed the guy. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying I agree or disagree with it, but the announcers were so against Tennessee that entire game because I think Banks had the similar penalty called. But and, Banks kind of like picked him up and kind of threw him backwards. Kind well, of, didn't he? Well, Theo kind of did the same thing. <laughs> but I think the thing with Banks was the whistle was called, was blown a lot earlier. I know your oh, adrenaline's okay. going. But Theo Jackson, the whistle was blown like while the dude was already in midair. But the announcers mm-hmm. were like, no, 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 listen for the whistle. Listen for the whistle. I can't remember which person in particular, but man, I almost turn it on mute and watch Bob Ke- and listen to Bob Kessling. That's how bad <laughs> that's, I hated that's how these bad guys. It is, huh? Oh, man, because I wasn't, I'm not a big Bob Kessling guy. Nothing against him. I just, I don't like his voice, man. I, I just, yeah. I can't listen to him very much. But, He's better than Gary Danielson. I'll give him that. But yeah, I, I could not. I could not stand that guy. He was just going over and over, and he kept saying, "No, it's the same thing as Banks. If you need to call it there, you need to call it here." See, and that's this why. Like, that's why I was, was thinking it was too. I, like I feel yeah. like if you if you call one, you have to call them both, or I mean, it yeah. makes no sense. Yeah, it really doesn't. The rest were awful. I'm not saying yeah. they're the reason why we lost the game. But they were awful. They they made some bad calls and some critical mm-hmm. moments. You know that there's that viral picture going around where Hendon Hooker should have had the first down and they gave him a bad spot. That happens all the time in games, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if if we're arguing over the refs about us losing a game like that, like take care of business in the first quarter. You know when we could have been up like twenty eight to seven, and, and that yeah. way when those bad you know bad calls are going to happen. But set yourself up to where when those bad calls do happen, it doesn't matter because you're beating the crap out of them. But mm-hmm. anyway, that's a whole – I'm getting off off the rails here. But I, I, there were some things I liked in our defense. I thought our cornerbacks uh, struggled a little bit and our they safety did, yeah. struggled a little bit. Like this, yeah. the, the center of the field in the back was open a lot, a, a lot. And Alante Taylor, uh, there was a guy that caught a ball, and he kind of like broke his ankles a little bit. He kind of yeah, thought he was going out of – well. Yeah, he thought he was going out of bounds, and he ran in, and he 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 had to get help from the safety. Like he he was going to number him, eleven so. on our, on their team. I forget who, ter- something Mac. He had four catches for a hundred yards, and it was. Uh, I mean, they were big plays against us. So, um, yeah, that that kind of stuff. I think I still think we're kind of struggling in the middle of the field for some reason. We, I, I'm kind of wondering why our offense doesn't attack the middle of the field more. I feel like we never. Uh, we never run any kind of slants or anything like that. That you know, Alabama makes their living off running slants, and yeah. I mean they do it you know multiple, multiple, multiple times. And you know, all we're doing, I feel like, is just throwing outside routes and just you know running streaks down the field whenever we can you know attack the middle of the field more, especially with yeah. our guys who are so fast. We either um, have we either have a running backs run for a yard or Joe Milton throws like a seventy yard bomb yeah. to the side. Off his back foot <laughs> running sideways. Yeah. Flick of a from wrist. seven defenders and then he overthrows him by forty three yards. Yeah. But, I mean there yeah. there's a t- there was a time where I thought he was gonna throw it in my living room. You know, yeah. he's just he's got a cannon on him. So I mean that throw to Hyatt was just absolutely insane. I mean he was it, just it was beautiful. It was about seventy yards. I, I could have that ball was in the air for 
you know, eight seconds. It was beautiful. It was I saw, I saw a funny post that said, we may lose every game, but by God, it's going to be a beautiful spiral <laughs> <Yeah>. whenever <laughs> Milton throws it. Yeah. So he, he does throw a beautiful ball. Uh, it's just sometimes there's no one there to catch it within 30 yards. So. Yeah. But, yeah, oh, man. I, so if you're hypo, if you're goalish, if you're that other dude who I don't even know because I'm so Housel. mad. Yeah, Hazel, the quarterback guy. How do you – do you just have Milton just throw deep balls all day? Do you? Because I really don't think – let's be honest. If he hits those deep balls, the fan base is happy. Tennessee wins that game. You know, there's no problems. Like Everything mm-hmm. else, in my opinion – it didn't look perfect by any means, but it looked fine enough to win against Pitt. You know what I mean? Like everything else looked fine for me for Joe Milton. Um, yeah, he held on to the ball a little too long, but I, I just thought he overthrew some stuff, honestly. So, how, yeah, go, how do you go ahead? Yeah, the I think going into why Milton wasn't even a starter coming into um, going to Michigan was accuracy issues. Um, so I think that, that was kind of expected. Um, you know, he has a big arm. Everybody knows he has a big arm. He's physically imposing to just look at. Um, but everybody knew that going into this year, he's going to have to work on his accuracy. And that was kind of a, a known thing coming into whenever he came to Tennessee. But, you know, I think, I think a lot of people just assume from what they've seen from, from Heupel going from, you know, Missouri to UCF. And when he was at Oklahoma, just developing all these quarterbacks, but I mean, those guys are, you know, they were in the NFL for, you know, Sam Bradford was number one pick. Drew Locke was, I don't remember where, where he was drafted, but he's still in the NFL, I believe. Um, a lot of these guys were actually really, really, really good players that are playing at the next level for quite a long time. So, um, you know, sometimes, you know, touch is, I mean, I think touch for a quarterback is more of a, it's just a skill that you kind of have, or you, you really don't. I mean, honestly, I, from what I, from what I, back when I used to play football back in my day, it was more of a, it was just kind of something you either had or you don't. I mean, a lot of people, you know, like hooker, I mean, he doesn't have all the arm strength in the world, but he's relatively accurate. And I feel like he's a, he can kind of get you down the field, but he's not going to make the spectacular plays. He can still run the ball with his legs. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he can do just about everything that Joe Milton can do. But like I was saying earlier in the episode, like I don't, I don't know right now. Do you do you take Joe Milton, who's going to make a spectacular play, or do you make um, Hendon Hooker the starter that can make you know most of the plays, but not the the home run ball. Yeah, it's just so difficult to tell. And again, we're not. We're not there every day. We're not. We don't know all of their all the yeah. quarterbacks' strengths. We don't know all their weaknesses. We don't know how the team responds to the other ones, and it, it's just hard. The announcers were saying that when Hooker went in, that the team accepts Joe Milton as their leader. They're behind him one hundred percent, and uh, they kind of were like, "Let's see how they respond to Hen and Hooker." But I, I think our team, you know, is pretty close. I think. They yeah. accept all three of these guys, no matter who's taking the snaps as their leader. So I thought that was kind of silly for them to say that. They're, they're quarterbacks. Of course yeah. they're going to be leaders. So I think that that's just something that announcers have to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just like, yeah. yeah. They're accepting him as a starter, which of course they are. I mean, it's not like they can do anything else. You know, the, the one thing I'll say about the this team is they play really hard. You know, they yeah. may not be the most talented team. and always, Obviously, they're not the most talented. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, they – 
they play with a lot of energy and I mean, they, you know, they play hard. So, I mean, if we, if we can play hard, hopefully that'll, you know, give us some good juju for the, for a game down the road sometime. They didn't give up, which is what I loved about them. Um, yeah. the, I mean, Pitt was up by about three or 14. four scores. Yeah. By 14 and or something at one point. They were, they were up by a lot and this team could have easily just given up and, mm-hmm. but they didn't, they, they, they played and played and played and, I will say, God, this sounds like such a Tennessee fan thing to say, but like I, I mean, the, compared to the last year where we had a lot more talent, like on the roster, uh, you know, I don't think our team would have put up nowhere near as good a fight as they did this last game. No, not even this coach. No, I, honest, I don't think that we would have scored more than fourteen to twenty points last year in this game. No, no, I agree with that. So and we and still would have people, given up the same amount of points. We still would have given up, you know, thirty-five to forty-one, like we did here yeah and that's what people need to realize this is Heupel's second game he was handed over you know a crazy mess of a transfer portal team you know he, it's gonna take a little bit of time you know mm-hmm. and I, I know it's Pitt yes they were favored by Vegas but every I mean everybody who lives in Tennessee expected Tennessee to win that game and they should you know but uh, unfortunately they just came up on the other side of the coin here you know you, you can't have all those turnovers you can't have those penalties you just you cannot and I'll say it again. It's a miracle we were within, you know, a possession of tying this game yeah. up. So <laughs> See, that's that's just the crazy thing to me. I mean, I just all these things went so wrong. Yet we were still in it. You know, going into the very last possession. So yeah, I think that's something that we can all be super excited about. But I mean, obviously, you know, you want to win. Um, there was a chance for us to go three and zero going into Florida for a pretty decent game for, um, you know, that fourth game down in Gainesville, but. Yeah, um, you know the two and one start. Hopefully, fingers crossed for Tennessee Tech. Oh uh, God, dude! If they don't <laughs> if they don't beat Tennessee Tech, then yeah, then you're starting to question some things. Yeah, question everything. <laughs> let's be everything. Honest. Yeah, let's everything. Yeah, it's like so, uh, did you see Florida State lost to Jacksonville State? That was insane. And my, my father uh, went to Florida State. He's a big Florida State fan, and he was so mad. But it, it wasn't just that. It was a crazy Hail Mary to begin with. Like, the dude threw the ball, and there were, like, a couple of guys around him. Yeah. And they just kind of were, like, just charting along. And then yeah. the receiver just turned around and turned on the Jets. Yeah, and they won it. So, uh, do me a favor. When we get done recording, you need to watch that Hail Mary again and watch the cheerleaders' faces at the bottom oh, of the I corner. Did. Oh, yeah, my God. That was hilarious. <laughs> their mouth just, like, all of their jaws just hit the floor, and they're just trying to walk out of the stadium. <laughs> They literally went into so, overtime with Notre Dame last week against a top ten team in the country, and then they lose to an FCS uh, Jacksonville State team. And it's just honestly, I mean, that's just a, a heartbreaker. Honestly, I mean, that was that was, that was that was Georgia State for us, and it was you know just a bad. complete, just a complete, um, just dumpster fire. Honestly, it was bad, man. And I honestly. Um, call me a sucker for the 90s but like I kind of want Florida State to be good like I kind of want Miami to be good like I like it when you know these traditional schools are really good again because it makes college football fun you don't have Mm -hmm. the same four or five teams you know every year going into the playoffs and I I don't know I like it balanced and it's just sad times for you know Florida State and Tennessee so (laughs) and Nebraska Oh, uh, dude. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are, you know, heydays or 
Nebraska. Look at Texas. Texas. Oh, yeah, Texas I, got I, I will say, destroyed. I will say, let me go on the record in saying this. I am so glad Texas is terrible. I do not <laughs> wish for them to come back to relevance at all. Uh, the whole, Really, I think the horns down penalty just really rubbed me the wrong way. It's just, it just shows that the refs and the media and the league – are just catering to Texas. Like, that's mm-hmm. the dumbest thing ever. If you do a horn – for those of you who don't know, if you do a horns-down penalty in the middle of the game, if you're not on their team, you get a penalty. That's so stupid. Yeah, for that's taunting. so stupid to me. Yeah, it's taunting. I'm like, But you got to look at the other side of the coin. Is it taunting for, you know, half the players' touchdown celebrations to, you know, let them do that? And, you know, if you're if you're on the Florida team, you can gator chomp. But if another team gators chomp, like John Kelly, then like that's a penalty. <laughs> like it's got to go both ways, and it's just stupid. Let the kids have some fun. You know, it's college football. You know, yeah. trash talking is one of the fun things about it. So, but man, uh, they got destroyed by Arkansas. Absolutely. Yeah. Overall, destroyed. like this was a like there wasn't a very very many like big time games this week, but there was a lot of top twenty five teams that actually lost. And then there was some teams that kind of went down to the wire, and it was kind of, kind of a crazy week, honestly. Yeah, no, it really was. Ohio so, State lost, thank God. Oh yeah, uh, guys, we hate Ohio State probably more yeah. than any team. I almost <laughs> I hate Ohio State more than Florida. Almost. I think I do hate it more than Florida because yeah. I remember in two thousand. Oh gosh, I'm I'm showing my age, but. I think 2006 or 2007 when uh, – no, I'm thinking of Oklahoma when Sam Bradford was there. Never mind. But, yeah, yeah. There was a year where Florida beat Ohio State in both the national championship mm-hmm. for football and basketball. <laughs> and I was – that was a long time ago, but I just – I can't stand Ohio State winning anything. That was when Jim Tressel was the coach there. Yeah. Him and his, him and his sweaters, his sweater vest. So Yeah. Yeah, Texas A&M ended up at, they were down seven to three going into like the very last drive of the fourth quarter. Ended up winning ten to seven against Colorado as the number five team in the country. Cincinnati was tied like seven to seven at halftime. Notre Dame was losing to Toledo at halftime and <laughs> ended up winning thirty-two to twenty-nine against Toledo. <laughs> Um, they'll be in the playoff and get destroyed (laughs) number 14 usc lost to uh, stanford of course arkansas beat texas texas was ranked number 15 it amazes me texas was ranked they're so bad i I don't know why they're ever ranked in the top 25 going into the year they're they were like nebraska when scott frost got hired like everybody was like oh they're just going to be good just because scott frost is there and uh yeah you know how that's gone so far yeah and sarkisian didn't do amazing things at USC. I mean, he didn't yeah. do anything amazing there. Like I, so. I think that Sark is going to do pretty well um, it, at uh, what you call it at Texas. Um, yeah. But I think it's going to take a, a minute. Does Texas A and M? You know, they remind me of the Georgia of the West, the, the Western Division. Yeah. Like they, like they have very good players. They have all the right reasons to be elite and take down Bama, but they just never won't. You know, they might get a couple upsets every now and then, but yeah. I don't think they'll get over that hump for a long time. Jimbo Fisher's a heck of a coach, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I feel like their offense is just um, – I don't know. I feel like they've never been that explosive, honestly. I feel like they just yeah. kind of – they just kind of do whatever is necessary, but, you know, that one time that it's, their offense isn't really clicking that much, they're going to lose. 
Um, yeah. I feel like that's happened the last few years when they've been ranked in the you know the top ten or so. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It was a it was a good Saturday for college football, though. It was, it was. a beautiful day Saturday. It wasn't too hot. It was. It was I got sunburned. My face is burnt. Is it? <laughs> Meredith got burnt. My, whole, so my legs you, got burnt. My arms got burnt. Did y'all get the tailgate some? No. We um, we got there like 9, 9.45 was the vol walk. So we watched the vol walk. And then we had um, some ticket problems. So we just had to like sit around and try to get some tickets because ours were not loading for some reason. So dumb. Um, but we ended up finally getting some. So we... we uh, kind of walked around for a little while um they did like a, the little pregame thing over next to the stadium and danny white came and mm-hmm. talked it was kind of fun i cool. took a look at the new uh statues from t martin conch hallway and and all those guys they were pretty cool you know how i know how i'm getting old back in the day i used to love to tailgate and tailgating back then meant you know drinking drinking early having some fun now tailgating means stuffing my face with every food item I can find. So, True. yeah. So, <laughs> whenever we're talking about going tailgating, it's like, man, I can't wait to see all the food there is. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even it's, care about. I drinking. find it hard to tailgate for a noon game nowadays. Exactly. Yeah. But I, hey, I'm always hungry at noon. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big breakfast guy at all. So when noon hits, I'm I'm ready to feast. So yeah, but yeah. Well, do you have any positives to take out of this game? I know I know we lost. I know we looked extremely undisciplined. That's another thing, man. This coaching staff, they they got to be more disciplined with this team. They they looked completely undisciplined and just just immature at times. So mm-hmm. I know, I know we lost. I know we had a ton of penalties and just a lot of stupid things, honestly, to keep Pitt in the game and, and you know, let them win, but any positives we can take away from this other than all that? <laughs> yeah, I think the the one positive that I think you can take is that we only lost by seven with all of these terrible things happening and self-inflicted, you know, essentially um, things that caused us to lose. We mm-hmm. only lost by seven whenever we played them. I mean, a pretty quality team. I mean, they're, they're going to finish, you know, top half of the ACC. I'm not, mm-hmm. not saying much, but, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just it's hard for I think just a Tennessee fan to wrap their minds around you know actually scoring some points and see what that looks like compared to you know what our past situations have been with more talent. You know we have less talent this year than we've had in the last few years, and we're scoring more. Um, you know, giving up a little bit more maybe on defense, but um, you know it's a brand new system for all those guys. You know, new defensive coordinator. He's never really really called plays, or it's never really been his show, but. I think that's what you can take from the positive is, you know, all of these terrible things happening for us and we're still within seven, you know, we still have a chance at the end and, um, you know, can we take the next step and, and, uh, you know, really solidify, you know, early leads and, and, uh, make some good throws and, you know, can our defense get off the field in, in key situations? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Our, our run defense looked good. Uh, just, mm-hmm. we got to do better you know, covering the middle. I, I just, I don't understand it, man. So yeah. we got to do better at that. Um, you have in here that, you know, we used our tight ends pretty well. And yeah, I think we have, dude, I think Princeton Fant has been more productive this whole two games than he was, you know, his entire career at UT. And Jacob Warren too. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Jacob Bourne had that really good touchdown catch. That was a good pass by Hooker. So mm-hmm. um, I was really glad at that. And it was good to have Jimmy Callaway back. I think Cody Burns, we mentioned it in the last episode, but Cody Burns, the wide receivers coach, said that Jimmy Callaway is arguably the most talented receiver on the team. And, you know, his speed shows why. I, I thought he was going to get tackled. Uh, I did too. Near, near the sideline and not even like – a half a step or two steps he was gone just just gone so i think they have a lot of plays drawn up for him uh, hopefully in the middle and uh yeah i I think that if they get him in space dude it's it's dangerous so but i I think they're waiting for teams like florida and south carolina those 50 50 not florida but a lot of those (laughs) 50 50 games like south carolina and vanderbilt i think they've got a lot of plays drawn up for him to try and score so South Carolina was another team, dude. They almost lost yeah. to a terrible ECU. team. Yeah, that, wasn't it like a game-winning field goal or something? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. I was, uh, but I do remember that they almost lost. I think they were down at halftime. They look, they look bad on yeah, Saturday. Not they, good. They looked really bad. And Vanderbilt um, actually won. Who they play? Which direction what? school did they play? Colorado State. I think Colorado State. Wow, the Rams. Yeah, but they're they're probably worse than Vanderbilt. <laughs> so I would have said the same thing about ETSU. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That Colorado State's better than ETSU. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, I was proud of my Bucks though. But yeah, I can't <laughs> believe that. Uh, it, it was just a crazy Saturday night. I feel like a lot of teams played bad. You know, Iowa State got upset and. Texas got the living crap beat out of them. I was so happy for I, – I, I'm not a big Arkansas guy, but for whatever reason, I really like their coach. I think Sam their coach Pittman. is just – I think he's just the most down-to-earth, legit dude yeah. to hang out with. He just seems like a cool dude. So. And Kentucky beat Missouri. So. Yeah, you know, um, I was actually very impressed with Kentucky week one. Uh, week two, they, they struggled. Um, their quarterback struggled. Their, their defense struggled. And – and I'm going to be honest, I don't think Missouri is that great at all. And uh, they almost beat Kentucky. So I'm looking at their stats right now. Kentucky ran for 340 yards. Okay. okay. So that's why they won. <laughs> they were, yeah. at, Chris Rodriguez, their running back, had 206 yards for three touchdowns. So, Hypel, if you're hearing this, <laughs> run the yeah. ball when you play Missouri. <laughs> yeah. Because Connor Blazelak, the – Basilac or whatever his name is from Missouri, their quarterback had 294 yards for four touchdowns. Oh, and wow. Will Levis from Kentucky was 10 for 18 for 179 yards, a touchdown and an interception. So he didn't play as well, but he did look good. I watched some of the game, and he he looked better. Or he didn't look better than the first week, but he looked decent, um, which you would expect you know, him to kind of take, a, I guess, somewhat of a slight step down going to SEC defenses. But um, – he still looks. I mean, he still looks like he can make all the throws, and I mean, they're definitely somebody to. Um, they're gonna be tough, you know, coming down to the. Hopefully, by the end, we'll have some, you know, good quarterback play, and it'll be a good game. Hopefully, we have some answers. Uh, I mean, I just, yep. I, I just, I, I want Milton to be so good. I just want him to hit those deep balls. Just take a little bit off of it. So mm-hmm. just not every play has to be a sports center top 10, 70 yard bomb. You know, just just take it take it easy, man. Yep. Take a chill pill. Maybe he's getting into Coach Eckler's Red Bull fridge. Golly, dude. <laughs> that thing is stacked full. 
the set so chase sent me a picture that's going viral on twitter and uh our it's, spe- it's special teams and linebacker right our special teams yeah. and linebacker coach mike eckler and his little mini fridge is just nothing but red bulls and honestly it looks like a vending machine of just nothing but yeah. red bulls and he has um, like two shelves full of just like you know red bulls taken out of the um the cardboard box and then he has like 10 just boxed red bull containers sitting in his fridge it's insane he has so much in there and for those of you that don't know who he is he is the guy that had blood on his head <laughs> on the first game running down his face because he was probably headbutting every single helmet out there yeah but he's crazy I, the sad thing is i don't think he needs any of that red bull i think that's probably <laughs> just for a show or something that dude is wild so he's, he's wired is what he is he's not wild he's wired <laughs> yeah. He wakes up and goes on like ten mile runs, like yeah, six three in the morning. He's <laughs> probably doing it right now. He probably so, runs stadium stairs in Neyland. Yeah, just for fun, just, just because. Fun. Just because. So, if you're Heupel, um, who who are you going with for starting a quarterback? Uh, for Tennessee Tech. Yeah, Tennessee Tech. Yeah, obviously, I think it just depends on Milton's health. I think if – I mean, if Milton's your guy, which I think Milton obviously is, I think Hooker did some really good things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, you still have to go with Hooker – or not Hooker, but uh, Milton just to get him some more reps because, I mean, if he's your guy, he's your guy, and I think you have a short leash on him from here on out because, I mean, honestly, I mean, he can't keep – he has two turnovers, I mean, um, and uh, he – continuously overthrows people he makes some good throws you know throughout the game so um i still think you have to ride with him and uh you know have that leash on him to where i don't want him to feel like you know if he if he does one thing you know pull him don't if he messes up just don't pull him but Mm -hmm. you know if he shows some some tendencies to continue to overthrow like he has been i think you just have to you know kind of move on with who you think is going to be the best for the offense and if that's still Milton then it's still Milton I don't know we're not there every day like you you say quite often it's it's so tough for us to you know be be outsiders looking in yeah it's easy for me sitting on my couch eating buffalo dip yeah. saying oh man I could have caught that I could have made on. that throw yeah exactly when you got but a I mean, six, five, 290 pound guy running in your face <laughs> but uh, I, I think he just has to improve the, the deep throws and getting rid of it a little bit sooner. You know, if you tweak that, you're fine. And I, I think you got to go with Milton to – I'm not saying the team didn't play better with Hooker, which is going to sound really weird, but obviously this coaching staff believes in Milton. They see something in him, and I don't think he scratched the surface of his potential. And I think that's the reason that they're sticking with him. And Hennon Hooker did some really good things. For whatever reason, just – the plays just look so conservative at first, but he had some good scrambles. He had some decent throws, and uh, you know he he threw that pick in the end, you know, and and fumbled that ball. But I don't I don't know, man. It's I, I feel like all these quarterbacks have you know something that they can improve mm-hmm. on. You know, they're only human, but maybe they maybe they see like Milton's improvement is just the deep ball, whereas Hecker maybe more you know yeah, a couple of that he's showing but... in the practice field yeah so yeah. but huh, who knows man and i hope this saturday all three quarterbacks get their chance to 
at least get in there and take some snaps and some game reps and stuff like that. So yeah, and uh, hopefully Milton's healthy. Hopefully all these players, you know, are okay to go soon. And I, I love the energy of this team. I do. Yes, it hurts losing, especially to freaking Pitt. You know, but it, what's done is done. You know, try not to dwell on it. Move on. Learn from it. You know, we can't go back in time and change it. So mm. just learn from it. And I love that. That I feel like the team is taking that mindset. So Tion Evans posted something and it said, you know, we got you, Vaughn Nation. We're going to watch the tape and get better. Literally, this is like minutes after they lost. And Evans didn't even play a snap. And he's like, we're going to watch the tape and learn from it and move on. And that that's all I can ask for, you know. Yeah. Of course, the penalties, you know, drive me nuts. 135 freaking yards. But, you know, I just love the mindset. Hopefully they can learn from it and move on. It's just I, I was not expecting that from Cade Mays, man. It's kind of do you remember Trey Smith like body slamming a guy last yeah. season for that unsportsman? Like it's kind of like that, and I didn't see Trey do anything after that. So hopefully, Cade does the same thing and learns yeah. from it. But man, when you're in the red zone, like first and goal, just just you gotta keep your cool. You got yeah. to. So I agree. Yeah. It's gonna be a crazy, crazy season. That's for sure. I, I everybody thought the season was gonna be crazy because I'm gonna be honest. I don't think we have seen this team yet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, we're not up to full strength yet. We're not up to full strength. I really don't know their identity. To me, it kind of looks like they're gonna run for a yard and then just throw it. You know, fifty, <laughs> seventy yards, and and that's it. You know, there's no in between. So, hopefully. You know, at least that's what it felt like Saturday, and I actually like that. Like, I like the I will take that over anything. You know, cornbread Jeremy Pruitt did. I I, I love that. You know, but when it doesn't work, you know, it, it looks really bad. So, yep. But yeah, my the thing I was most angry about wasn't the penalties. It wasn't the turnovers. It wasn't you know the injuries. The thing that I was most frustrating. It, even the Cedric Tillman wide open. You know, I, I was pretty upset about that. But the thing that drove me nuts was the freaking fourth and in inches. I think it was like the size of a football or half the length of a football. Like it was like six inches to get the first down. Fourth down, late in the game, you need it, and you're lined up in the shotgun. That that just drives me nuts, dude. Yeah. Like like mathematically, if you need half a yard. You're gonna try and run six yards to get that heavy yard. <laughs> like, I, like yeah. I don't understand. Like, just do a quarterback sneak every time. You know how many times have we seen a quarterback sneak succeed versus you know a shotgun? You know, don't you remember in Florida when we were playing at the swamp and Butch Jones <laughs> he he went out in the shotgun like on the one and threw a pick to the cornerback. You know, against Florida. So that that was seriously. I had some really bad deja vu, deja vu Butch Jones vibes. So I don't. You talk. You said Hypo mentioned that, didn't he, in the press? Con- I was so mad I didn't even watch the post press conference. Uh, yeah, Saturday. they asked him why uh, why he didn't go under center, and he said that they do have under center packages for the quarterbacks. Um, but he said that the way that their defense was, that they felt more comfortable going out of the shotgun in that situation. It's probably because our offensive line just kept getting blown up, honestly. You know, they have more room to let the running back kind of pick their hole. 
on it, but that's just me assuming, but you know, I don't know what their reasoning behind that was, but I mean, like I w I would have preferred like a halfback toss to the, to the side or something, mm -hmm. you know, ju just something, but yeah, I don't know. Oh man, I was, I was so frustrated, dude, after that, <laughs> I was so mad. So, <laughs> and I try not to get upset about the games cause I, I know it's college football. I know we all take it to heart, but it's just a game at the end of the day. Like, I don't want it yeah. to ruin my whole weekend because Tennessee lost a game because, you know, that's that's going to give me a lot of heart attacks in the future. <laughs> but a part of me is like, I can't help it. But, yeah, I, I just want to see improvement. But uh, did, did you see any improvement from week one to week two in any position group? Um, I did not. I would say the only thing that – I don't know necessarily if um, you know if it was a big improvement or if it was an improvement at all, but I think the defensive line still played pretty well. Yeah, um, they're still good at stopping the run. They they got to get some more pass rush from like our defensive linemen, um, not necessarily like Tyler Barron and, and those guys, but you know um, more more pass rush within our defensive line. If we can get yeah. that, I think we can kind of disrupt the offense a little bit more on the on the on the opposing side. Uh, but I was pretty pretty happy with the way that they played and I thought they played well um, but as a group I think we actually like took a slight step back just because of so many issues that we caused ourselves which uh, like we said we can't can't have happen that's the frustrating part and we've talked about this in our text messages but you know Pitt Pitt did not win this game they did not beat Tennessee Tennessee just handed it to him on a yeah. silver platter you know so yeah, I agree. It's it's going to be, I think this week is going to be a, a good one for us to hopefully get back to the basics and kind of um, kind of re-see where we're at as a team, I guess, and try to um, see who really is coming to play because we got a big one coming up in two weeks. Yeah, man, conference play. I don't think anyone's expecting to beat Florida, but we'll get to our – I'm jumping ahead of myself here, but I, I just want to see them compete, you know, compete, go out there, have fun, and be disciplined. Don't give up stupid penalties. Don't turn the ball over. Mm -hmm. And you, you will, this team has no idea what it's capable of if it didn't give up 135 penalty yards and, you know, all those those turnovers, all the bad things that happened. So it really was a miracle we were still in it. And it's a miracle to say we could have been up like 28-7 to 7 in the first quarter. So, yeah. We are just the worst second quarter team in the in the nation right now. I don't know what's yeah, going on far. in the second quarter. I don't know if someone's giving them drugs in the Gatorade or what, but it's just <laughs> completely different team in the second quarter. So yeah, but I have faith in Heupel. I think he can turn this around. Just please don't line up and shotgun on fourth and inches, please. <laughs> so, well, man, did you have any closing thoughts on this thing before we wrap it up? No, I think we got everything pretty well covered. Um, hopefully everybody returns from injuries and we can kind of get some people healthy for this week. Yeah, be sure to check us out on social media. Our Twitter account is gaining followers like crazy, and thank you all. But it's it's Rocky Top Times ninety eight, and we'll guys we'll keep you guys updated along the way once we hear the status on all these guys. I know Hypo has a press conference. We're, we're recording Sunday night, so does he have a press conference tomorrow? And Yeah, he usually has one Mondays at noon. That's what I thought. 
Okay, cool. So yeah, he'll, I'm sure he'll get asked about that big time. So. Yeah, he will. Anybody wants yeah. to. Yeah, that's right. And also be sure to follow us on Facebook, Rocky Top Times. But that's going to do it for this episode. My name is Sean. And my name's Chase. As always, go Vols. Go Vols.